and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Durant, the Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Weekly, Oh Dear Limited, and all subsidiaries therein for to which with me, as always, on the one podcast where we talk about the things that will make your mother clutch her pearls and yell, scream, shout, Oh Dear. <laughs> are my hosts, Nick Whitmer and Brett Rabold. I almost said Nick Rabold and Brett Whitmer. I love mm. it. Let's yeah. swap. Let's swap <laughs> surnames. Cross-pollination. What would a Whit- movie, what would a, a, a body swap movie be like with Brett and <laughs> Brett? Well, first off, to- Wit would go, oh shit, my dick's huge now. <laughs> yes, I got it first. I got it first. Now you and go And then Brett, Brett would be like, oh shit, my dick's so tiny now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it would. I think the, the the easiest way for me to prove that I was like we swift bodies would be to do something like I don't know, like responsible. Like if I could like <laughs> do my taxes or something, and you know what I mean, like yeah. something like that, where you're like only Wit would know how to do that. Parallel park. I would yeah. parallel park Brett's car perfectly. You're like, yeah, that's not Brett. Oh my god, there's no way. Oh that's my Brett. god, you are Whitmer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he proves it. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta help me. <laughs> we gotta go find that genie. And we know, Christian's like, shut up, Brett. I'm not going along with this yeah. dumb bit. A bit yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a prank. <laughs> oh, shit. And of course, it would be like the day that Brett Coin, you're gonna go on Fox Business. <laughs> I'm like Whitmer, then, you don't know anything. Then Brett Coin like takes off so much that I'm like, well, I'm not swapping back, dude. I'm a billionaire yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to raise your fucking kid, bro. <laughs> you're not even raising your kid. You're, 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 you're using it. <laughs> But eventually how it happens is you start to miss your kid because you know it's your kid. Yeah. And so you're like it's just it's just like what would we do actually would you have to just sleep on the sofa in in your own house because like you can't have my body that's weird as hell like you know what i mean right right so you gotta sleep on the sofa then i guess i i guess i just sleep as whitmer in the house but it's like you want to hang out with your wife and your kid but you can't be in public at it's just like it would just be weird it would be. And then Sarah would be like, honey, where's dinner? And Brett's like, uh, <laughs> I made ramen. For just me. Uh, For did just you want, me. Did you want some? It didn't, occur, it didn't occur to me that somebody else could want some. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, that would be a fun, uh, fun body swap movie. Body swap movies, I tell you what, they're kind of always a good time yeah you, you kind of know the jokes right mm-hmm. uh but they're always a good time i have one modern take on a body swap movie can i tell you it of course That's a, what this podcast is for a um an individual uh right after they transition genders they are 10 minutes post-op <laughs> And then they get transitioned back into a body of someone who was the previous gender. And they're like, no credits. God damn it. I just got rid of this. But alas, unmakeable. That's funny. Um, Yeah. I saw one that was like upsetting. Uh, there's this uh, show called on Showtime. I think it was, it's called tales from the loop. And it's just like, it's kind of an anthology series, but not really. It's about this town that like basically has like this science underground science lab that like, you know, they, they've just been doing these weird tests for years and years and years. So then like the townspeople just have access randomly have access to some of the craziness. Anyway, these two kids go into this like tunnel and find out they body swap and they Mm. switch bodies and like one kid is like from a nice home and the other kid is just like from a like a his parents suck and all this stuff and then he's oh, just shit like, it really is like me and Whitmer go on <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a dick 
I'm but joking. Anyway. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, one of the so so the kid from the battle doesn't want to swap again, swap back, and then he just so the other kid like I forgot what he does, but he ends up like going back in the tunnel by himself, but then just being like since there's no other body to inhabit, he gets he just like inhabits like this robot. It's like. And they're like, that's just how it ends. It just ends like that. Like they, uh, they don't switch uh, back. Nobody learns anything. That's <laughs> it's just sad and depressing. That's like, there's, that's not, they're trying to re they're trying to find a unique take on the genre. Yeah. By being like, all right, instead of them learning and then switching back, which is the only possible yeah. real outcome, mm-hmm. they're trying to, they were trying to swerve it and be like, all right, one of them. So they switch and then one of them switches to a robot. Yeah. That doesn't. It's like, no, that's that's. So what? The other body just disappears. Now there's a missing person. Yeah, apparently. Oh no, because the the kid once he got missing, the, the kid was just like in a coma, and then they took him off life support. So there was no body for him to go back into. Oh my god! So he just died. Yeah, yeah I saw much. one where like this dude. It was like really wild in the sense that like there's this weird form of like sleep, like lucid dreaming. Where like if you can lucid dream, you can actually leave your body and like float around the world as this little fucking portal thing or something floating in the mm-hmm. air. And there's like this woman who learns how to do it, and then she, someone else knows how to do it, and then this evil person swaps into her body and then marries her husband, and then the other person <laughs> just dies. And it's just like yeah. it ends in like a really upsetting way. You're like, ugh. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. She- the you, point of those movies is always to be like, see, you know, spend a day in somebody else's shoes. Right. You may think. <laughs> so that is just like fucking, I don't know. Like, I don't even know what what is the message there. It's just like, just fucking steal somebody's It, it was just like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, in that yeah. like, it's basically like in that Gone Girl era, like that, like that type of show, that type yeah. of entertainment. And it's supposed to just end in an upsetting way on purpose. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. they knew what they were doing. They're like a body swap movie where they don't the, the person steals another person's body and ooh and I don't know. To me, like they're all like you said, they're all fun and entertaining to some degree. We watched the the freaky that Vince Vaughn one. Oh, okay. Vince Vaughn is like a Jason type serial killer, and he swaps into the body mm-hmm. of like a fifteen year old girl. Yeah, and uh, you know that's like a fun ho- watch around Halloween type movie, body yeah. swap type movie. Um, but I also like really wanted it like they they made jokes about the penis and stuff. But like mm-hmm. if you're like a 15 year old girl and you go into Vince Vaughn's body. Like and you have this, I assume, large Vince Vaughn penis like you wouldn't be like, I'm going to just go rail a chick real quick just to see what it feels <laughs> like. You know what I mean? Like you're just why wouldn't you do that? There's never a body swap movie where they're doing gross shit because they're like, oh, I've never been a woman. So let me see what this is like. Dude, yeah. if I became a woman, I would totally just go out and get rammed. <laughs> Dude, and it would be so easy. That is like the that is the uh the dumb guy <laughs> quote <laughs> from every elementary school or junior high. It was like, "Dude, if I was a girl, I'd just fucking let everybody come on me." You're like, yeah. "What are you talking about?" I would have and I would touch my boobs all day. <laughs> Okay. Okay, dude. But the thing is, is you could do that. But if you're, yeah. if it's the other way, like imagine a, a buy swap movie where they swap, and then the guy who turns into the girl is like, and the challenge is who can get laid first. Like, who do you think is yeah. gonna win? Oh, that'd yeah. be funny. That's a yeah. good idea. Who would get laid first? Yeah, the woman yeah. would have to learn how to have game and yeah. in a man's body and and mm-hmm. basically make a woman fuck her or him yeah however you want to do it like it would be like the guy could just go just walk down the street and be like hey homeless eddie do you want to do a quickie <laughs> yeah, in the eddie. boom because yeah. it's like it's not your body so who cares eddie, what damage homeless you eddie oh this must be the best day of my life <laughs> the movie's about homeless eddie yeah. I'm like what happened that day like, i know the lord look upon me with it'd be a funny smile. ending if they swap back and then the guy comes up to homeless eddie and he's like by the way when you fucked that girl it was actually me you're gay <laughs> and he's like no I cut to the homeless- credits 
I love the homeless Eddie is like a railroad hobo. <laughs> That's what you have to make him. Yeah. Do you remember that? Do you remember that video? Uh, I mean, uh, the voice I'm picturing homeless Eddie it comes from. Do you remember the video of ten hour or it was like ten hours of walking in New York as a woman? Uh, yeah. 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 Do you yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah yeah. 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 That you remember that how that big of a conversation started when really that discussion was. Yeah, turns out there are homeless men in New York. There's <laughs> 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 a literally eighty percent of the video is homeless men going, "Oh, we look like a million dollars." Right, yeah. and it's just like, "All right, great, you're right." Homeless men have nothing else, so yeah. they will yell at you know pretty women. The thing is, it's like a first person perspective, right? Did mm-hmm. you ever see like not to make like. But did she? You think she purposely dressed up to be as like provocative as possible? Like you think you're just walking around with just like a, like a lingerie top, like not even a shirt. Yeah, I mean, you think because I, I mean, if I your motive know. is just to get hit on, there's no way that she was. There's no way that she was like, no, I'm just gonna walk out in regular clothes. She had to have right. been like, oh no, right. I'm leaning into this. Right. Yeah, there's probably there might be an element of that to it, but I'm sure she didn't have to try that hard. You she know, did those wear guys those guys yeah. don't care that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have her in a potato sack and a yeah, and a, and a, and a barrel with straps on it. Yeah, she's like, hey, hey, barrel girl, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but also like, you just ignore those homeless guys. Guys ignore those homeless guys too. They they yell out crazy shit sometimes. Like, yeah, they two of them came up. To what me what last are you night. looking at? <laughs> I was in the village and like. One guy comes up to me and like this guy had like a whole rehearsed long poem. And it's oh like boy. it sucks when like they have like a a 55 second diatribe that they have to get through because you want to stop them after the first two seconds. But then you have to sit yeah. there because right. you're not rude. Cause, well, actually, we tried. I was with uh, Napoleon Amel. We tried to be like, hey, no, 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 we're good, man. No, no, we're good. And he just like wouldn't stop. And he finally finished. And then we go. No, we're good. And he goes every fucking time and walked away. But I'm like, what do you expect? Every time? Do you expect us to be like blown away by your power of memorization that we're like, here's a dollar. Good job memorizing that. Like, I I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just like, what do you expect anybody? It's like, I don't even have cash. Like, fuck off, dude. I take Venmo. (laughs) They always... Do you ever have one come up and they do the three jokes? Uh-huh. No, they no. do three quick street jokes. I can't even... Do you know any of the jokes? I'm trying to recall. They're, They're very, like, you know... Joke book uh, jokes. What's the What's the capital of... Oh, what is that one joke? It's like, what's the capital of something? Oh, what's the best it? nation A donation? Yeah, right, right. Those. I got three jokes for you. I've, I, were you there with... I don't know. Maybe it was somebody else, but I've literally, <laughs> I have no patience probably. I don't know. Maybe it makes me a bad person, but I just have no patience for that stuff. So I, I've literally said, I'll give you a dollar to, to not say the other two jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I might even take that deal if I went up to stand up. <laughs> yeah. So I was like $10 right now to stop two minutes in just $10 right now. You have to take, take yeah. it now or it's gone. I go, all right, that's my time. Thank you everybody. <laughs> Did you see that show Hacks? Yeah. Uh, she she does that to the dude. She's on the road in like some, I don't know, some part of the country. Right, right, like right. The feature or host or something is like this like real shitty like chauvinist comic. And she was like, I'll give you a million dollars to never do stand up again. Right. <laughs> and he's like, shut up. And he's, she's like, no, I'm serious. I will. I'll, I'll cut you a, you a check. Right yeah. I'll cut you a check if you never do this again. Like, how much does it mean to you? And he takes the money and just fucking like never, he never does stand up again, which is so, so funny. So funny that that the character is like a rich person, obviously. Yeah, she's like a Joan Rivers type, a Vegas act, um, whatever. It's a good show. I actually like it. The thing Damn. I like, yeah, I thought she, it was good too. She wasn't like a dick to her staff. Like she was nice to her staff. Where every other show would have made her just like a bitch to everybody. Right. She's like incredibly nice to the people that like service her and stuff yeah that show um whenever you cast just a regular actor to play a comedian who has to do stand-up in the show Mm -hmm. it's always dicey because you're like this isn't gonna be bad but she actually nailed it did it well Uh, gene smart right yep she's the only one i've seen that like even de niro did it did a bad job Uh, de niro did a terrible job 
the comedian. That he movie was so bad. It like, was real bad. It's like, and there was such a low budget movie that I was like, that had to be a passion project for De Niro. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. that was like a, so like, I don't know. That was I, just so bad. I'd heard he was working on that for a long, long time. Like I'm, I think Jeff Ross wrote it or Jeff Hell Ross Friday wrote it. Yeah. It. And, but they were working on that forever. De Niro was like studying standups for a long time. And then, but the thing that was like that I hated about that movie was they acted like standups, like can't function in society ever. I know. Like he would go to like a wedding and just be like, so what are you two dykes doing? And yeah. Like, oh, come on. I'm just being funny. And you're like, dude, <laughs> like, I can't turn it off. It's like, you can, like, you don't tell jokes for nobody in the subway. You fucking maniac. That was the, yeah, that was the most insulting part is like, it's, it's that stupid thing. It's like, well, if you love comedy, you, you know, you're, you're always trying to do it or some bullshit. And it was so bad. Cause you're right. It was like, apropos of nothing. He's like trying to offend people at his fucking daughter's wedding or something. You're like, no one would do that. No one like Don Rickles. Wasn't like, I need to offend everybody all day, every day, including when I'm on stage and including yeah. when I'm off stage. Like no one is like that. Like everybody needs a break, dude. All right. Speak for yourself. You fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell them like it is. <laughs> oh, Hey, Hey, shut up over there. You fucking, <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of what's the slur you can say yeah. that isn't, you know, what's the slur that's still in good taste that yeah. I could have called you. I was like, pretty much. I was, none. Like, I was like, I don't know if there is one. I'm, you know what I mean? There is one. There's one slur that seems to be just for one group of people, but I feel like it's the meanest slur. It, it's, it really is. If you what use is- it earnestly, it's the meanest slur. And I mean that if you earnestly call somebody a savage, <laughs> like if you yeah. refer to a race of people as savages, I yeah, think that's like that's so long. ugly. <laughs> that's like the that's, that's yeah. just like oh my god! <laughs> Did you call that whole group of people savages? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can say hockey puck. Uh, Rickles used to say that all the time. Oh, I, but really? I don't know if that was a for black people. Or is that uh for oh? It's like or is that just like a good word for just, idiot? Like yeah, hey, look at this hockey puck over here. That might be it. You know, it's a great one for like the, he's a bur- he's a loser. He's just kind of a burnout nobody. Mm. Drop shot. Drop <laughs> shot is a great term. What's that? For a just like loser. My uh my friend Keith, he's the one who spent a lot of time in prison. That's what he calls his bum friend all day. He goes, Hey, tell you what, hey Ron, that guy that guy is a drop shot and a half. That guy <laughs> what is he's the, a total drop shot, man. What does that even mean? Like what's it means the, you're what, a loser. Well I get dro- I get the context clues, but like where does that come from? What is drop dropping I a shot? That was like a- I assume that was a hockey term for some reason. I don't know. I think I never it, heard I mean, of it. tennis, a drop shot is a tennis term for like oh, okay. when you like a drop shot is like when you dink it near the net. So they got to sprint up. Mm. But it's How kind funny of just a like, fun thing. You have two ex cons living in Florida using tennis terminology to insult each other. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. Uh, I got you beat 40 love on this one. <laughs> They're playing dice. Yeah. I was listening to a Kevin Hart interview on uh, Howard Stern and he was talking about how he met Don Rickles in like later in his life when Kevin Hart was Kevin Hart or he was just becoming Kevin Hart. I guess he, he said, uh, he actually said a really funny thing. He's like, I was snap your fingers famous. He's like, if somebody like Kevin, like if somebody sees you on the street, they're like, Oh shit, shit. You're, um, you're, um, (laughs) Kevin Hart. (laughs) He's like, I wasn't Kevin Hart yet. Uh, but he said he said somebody told him Don Rickles wanted to meet him because he's a comedian. So he went up to Don Rickles and Don Rickles was like, hey, man, did you, da, da, da. he's like, oh, you look like a little monkey. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Christ. And Kevin was like, I didn't even tell my wife he said that. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> but he was like, he's just from a different time and all this stuff. I could have let it bum me out. But but it is that thing of like, Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like the like the where Jeff Ross got the idea to write that stand up movie. He's like, dude, right. Don Rickles couldn't even not call Kevin Hart a monkey. And when they met in person. Yeah. Like that yeah. must be. Yeah. He must have been trying to be on. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. But he, he is I'm, right. I'm such in his defense, time. he's a roast comic who was born in the 20s. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? It really is like some, something's, it's not justifiable, but you just have to go like, you just got to understand he's like, uh, he's just an older guy. He's just like your grandfather. Like, I, I don't really know how to explain it because it's not appropriate and it's not okay. But at the same time, it's like, you like just, st- you got to hold him to a different standard in a way. Like, I don't get it. I don't. There know are people rules. who it sounds bad in a way they don't know better. Right. Wait, yeah. You're like, if you know, if someone like one of us said that, you're like, no, because well, you should. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely know and have heard. Right. And well, it would be crazy to do that right. as like a 20 year old something. Well, it goes back to context and it goes back to like what we were talking about like a couple months ago. And like when you it's like the people who were like trying to cancel a Lincoln. you know what I mean? It's like you have to hold him to a different standard than today. You can't hold a Lincoln to right. today's standard in a way. It's like that for like all of our grandparents who. Yeah, but my my grandfather passed away. But my grandmother was telling me stories that like my grandfather was in the Navy in World War Two and in the Korean War, and in both wars the the naval ships were segregated between whites and blacks, and they would have like boxing matches, and like the drill sergeants would make them hate each other, and it's like they're bred to they were bred to hate each other. So like, it's like this environment, it's like Archie Bunker and all these other things is like, by the time society started to get a little more open and like the, you know, the hippies and then into the seventies and stuff like that, those men started kind of being relics then, you know, like the whole premise of Archie Bunker was how crazy is this old guy saying all this crazy shit? Like, yeah, that's racist shit. Like it wasn't really meant to glorify it it. and maybe maybe you can argue that it accidentally did maybe whatever that's a different conversation but uh yeah it's just like that generation it was just fucking awful like the way that that was the way that they were raised you know it's like nature versus nurture you know it's like none of these people have a predisposition to to hate to anybody it's a it's it's literally bread it's like bred into them you know who gets away with it and they're still like alive and kicking in this era, but boy, do they have some fucked up shit they've said and done in the past is Mickey mouse. That guy, you ever watch, you ever hear of like old whoa, whoa, Disney? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy. You're, you're fucking with a franchise over here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking red dot is on my shirt. And I just go, Ding! <laughs> uh, no, Mickey it, has a racist past. Did you have you ever seen old Mickey Mouse cartoons? I mean, I'm sure I have, but I, I I'm Dude, not. It's literally soon. like him being a conductor, and then like a black guy is trying to run to catch the train, and he's like whistling while he works and like stopping him away from getting on. Wow, mm. I don't know if that's the exact one, but I know old Disney cartoons. Yeah, were very racist. The Crows like, and Dumbo. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that where yeah. you're like, oh my god, that's, and now like. But because it's like, it's like we talked about, South Park wasn't the first to have be an offensive cartoon. Disney yeah. was. Uh, Disney was the first offensive cartoon. It just wasn't by offensive. Far. It just wasn't offensive until now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, real on Disney, Disney's level of racism was like offensive by the '60s standards. <laughs> like in the '60s, they were like, I don't know if that should be allowed. Do you know what I mean? That twenties right. like racial gallows humor. Yeah, there is a movie that they can't even show anymore called Song of the South. Have you guys heard of it? Yeah, this? there's a ride based no. off of it. Yeah, it's Splash it's Mountain. Still, it's still there, Splash Mountain. It's a movie. Wait, Splash Mountain, which is now just like a fun isn't it just like bears are like, All right, kids, here you go down the waterloo. It's based off this character Br'er Rabbit, which is like not even allowed to be in Shit. Disney anymore. Like, um, you know, like it's, it's so weird because it's like every ride at Disney, oh, it's a Snow White ride from the movie Snow White. And it's like, oh, it's a Splash Mountain ride with Br'er Rabbit from, we don't know where that's from. <laughs> like, <laughs> they buried that movie. Yeah, they buried it. You can't, it's not in the archives. I don't think they'll ever like re-release it. Some people have like said they should just because it's like, it's an artifact. Um, yeah. But it's like there's a character named Uncle Remus and he's, you know, 
old black man kind of stereotypical hey whatever like from the south like yeah and that, that wasn't i don't know why that was the voice hey what up because you're like, doing oh, a safe oh. voice that yeah. gives us the <laughs> voice in our heads without having to do the that's so funny, offensive yeah. voice where he's like hello yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's a different <laughs> offensive voice <laughs> everybody listening <clears throat> close your eyes and do the most offensive <laughs> african-american voice you can think of all right one, two, three, and you're racist. <laughs> shame on you. Yeah, shame on if 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 all you heard was silence, then you did the right thing. Well, I don't even. I want to know where people's mind went when you say doing offensive black. Was someone doing abonics, like trying to sound like a gangster, or were yeah, they I doing like old time like slavey talk? No matter what you did, you did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, because I pictured Morgan Freeman as God. I had a. Yeah, he's like. I, yeah, I pictured LeVar Burton reading a book. Good. <laughs> See, show Christian Whitmer and I passed the racist check. Oh, uh, well. Uh, but yeah, it's like, it's it's all that. It's really. But the book was Huck Finn. Mm. <laughs> so lavar burn reading huckleberry finn that's what i know oh, that's what i oh, no, pictured no, no. in my head there i mean have we talked about the classic it's like a classic ronald reagan yeah quote we talked about that right we're ronald reagan i think he's just mentioning a book he likes and he mentions huckleberry yeah. finn and of course he's like and you know the crazy stories of huck finn tom and their buddy Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He takes his he takes a beat and just and this friend um Jim. <laughs> like you know somebody was like, Mr. President, you cannot say his real name. <laughs> that means the speechwriter wrote it in and then they were like, You gotta take that out. He's like, I already memorized it that way though. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, it is better. It is better to take the pause, no say, <laughs> yeah, than the no hesitation ram through. Yeah. At least for certainly for a politician. Uh, um, yeah. But I'm, I mean, I wonder: do they still teach Huckfin in class? Because that's yeah, probably not. Probably not. Is it? Uh, I mean, it is a good book. Uh, I can understand, you know, it is an offensive word, but I mean, I'm with you that like, it's an authentic artifact of history. Like can't take it out. Yeah. It's, it's a tough discussion because I don't think anybody can be uh, measured with it. And I, you know, there's a lot, it's like, I think like the argument would be don't edit it, but maybe don't maybe make it a book that you read later in life. Not when you're in like fifth grade. You know, yeah, so like you can understand the 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 complexity of the dialect. Um, sure. Yeah, that's not a. Yeah, you, I don't want you don't want to be a parent teaching their seven year old Huck Finn. Right, and you I think that mean? that's kind of like the age that you don't you read that book in like fifth grade, sixth grade, something like that. Yeah, sixth grade is like. Yeah. I mean, I remember Disney made a movie called Tom and Huck. Yeah. And I don't know how they shied away from that part, but. I don't remember the character Jim's name, quite frankly. Yeah, I um, it's interesting. It's like a, it's like that discussion with the monument in Maryland that I, we were talking about, and like how I understand people wanted to get rid of a Confederate monument, and maybe the argument should be move it from the courthouse and keep it up somewhere else. But I do think it's important to show that stuff because it 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 shows that. That the complex history of the country. It's like when you just pretend like none. That's what I think. That's what liberals like to do. They like to like they like to act like shit doesn't exist instead of trying to solve the problem. You know what I mean? Like they do it with everything. I think we talked about it before, and I hate to repeat myself, but they do it with like educational stats and stuff. Like in areas where it's like in in New York City, for example, um, De Blasio just got rid of the gifted program. For kids which is like such a, a atrocity to do to gifted children who they need gifted kids are like it's like its own form of special education is like they need a different type of education uh yeah. they will like not do well in a classroom that's not yeah. 
specialized to them and they're getting rid of it and the reason why they're they're getting rid of it and the reason why is because of like the the disproportionate amount of white and asian kids who are in the gifted programs versus you know black and latino kids and they say the tests are racist and that everything's racist and it's like you know what's racist it's racist that we don't put any money into funding education in bad neighborhoods and in, in, in poor neighborhoods. So kids who live in, grow up in black neighborhoods or Hispanic neighborhoods, don't, education isn't instilled, the importance of it isn't instilled upon them from a young age like it is in other communities because there's bigger fish to fry because there's no fucking money for anything. So it's like, why don't we fix that? Like, instead of just saying it's racist to have gifted programs, why don't... So that's what liberals do. Liberals will be like, well, we have to get rid of it then because it's racist. And then and then it doesn't help anybody. Like, the, the kids who are in the, the black and Latino neighborhoods still end up going to shitty schools. And now smart kids have to go to shitty schools. So literally nobody wins. Like it's like, doesn't nobody wins this at all. So I think that's like a lot of like a lot of the socialist stuff is like to make everybody equally shitty rather than equally amazing. Like we do it all the time. I don't think we have the ability to like, like, like white privilege is another one where it's like, shouldn't we, instead of trying to take away white privilege from white people, shouldn't we try to just give everybody privilege? You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that be the goal rather than like going like fuck white people and their privilege. Let's take it away from them. It's like, no, we want everybody to have the level of privilege that white people have. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, why? Like, so like, let's just make, let's make white people feel as shitty as we feel. Okay. We can do that. And then maybe white people be like, Oh gee, that sucks. But like no one is living in a in a in excelled like the life that we're supposed to be striving for. And I don't think we have the ability as people to like to to push people up. We just have the ability to tear things down like we have no idea how to prop things up in any capacity. It's also more fun to rip things down. It's more fun to be like, fuck that guy. Let's cancel him. Fuck this person. Let's take that away from him. Fuck them. Fuck them. It's like that's the energy that everybody has. And it's kind of like. It's counterproductive to everything. And it's, and it's, I don't know, it's just sad to me because we have the internet and the internet could be such a useful tool. I feel like in like four generations from now, there's going to be a generation that just uses the internet the way it could be used. And they're going to be like, wait, you guys use this to fight? Why are you the dumbest people? Like, that's the internet. You could literally, like, anybody could have an internet connection now. You could literally, any kid in a bad neighborhood could have an internet connection if we really tried and we really cared. And then that is like a ticket into better education and all these different forms of opportunities. But fuck that, right? Let's not do that. Let's just fucking go after people who who have shit. I don't know. It just seems to me is a miserable time to be alive. I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> I think I should absolutely be the one to comment on gifted children as kind of the resident gifted child. Know, yeah. <laughs> of the podcast. We need, I do you think what you're there saying is people are, it's like they're unwilling to, uh, engage in a potential, like sincere uncomfortable truths or conversations so they just want to make things worse for everybody well it's it's just the thing of like uh going like well these kids are gifted and they learn on a faster level and whatever the instead of going like oh yeah they're just you know more developed in that way they go like well how come we all can't be gifted well, yeah, because like, we all can't be gifted. That's right. not how life works. It's just not how right. life works. And and by but the way, like this uh, weird thing of trying to make life life but it's, fair. What it's what it is is they want to make things out to be a racial issue when you know it's very uh, it's class. Like why would yeah. it be white people and Asian people? It's because right. they're probably at a higher socioeconomic right. And it's all about like what the ladder or whatever the argument is is that. If you have a gifted child or you suspect your kid to be gifted, they have to test into the gifted program. So people with money can afford tutors to get their kids ready to test Mm -hmm, into the gifted programs. And I would argue that like, yeah, I get that as an economic argument that poor kids, but I would argue that a lot of kids who grow up in poor areas might have no idea that they're actually gifted. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. They might they because they right. just sure. they don't live in an environment where like that's even a fucking thing to be considered. So like yeah. the tragedy of this whole thing is that there's probably so many gifted children who were born in those communities who didn't who might even be who might even be like, oh, they're fucking weird. They're like and that, that's even more of a tragedy to me. So it's like when you take away the gifted program from from let's call them rich people just to be mean. When you take it away from rich people, it doesn't help the poor gifted kids. They're still fucked. You know what I mean? So like the yeah. real tragedy of this, in my opinion, is that there if you're really trying to fix anything, is like the kids who do grow up in bad environments or, or I say bad in, as a general term, um, they they those kids don't get the things that they need. And that's the sad thing. And that's what we need to fix. It's like not canceling the gifted program. It's like that's so dumb. But let's talk about how we can make sure your children get in the gifted programs. Mm-hmm. I'm getting in there. I'm in, no matter what, we're yeah. spending some cash. We're taking <laughs> up right now. I don't care if he fails every test. He's in there. <laughs> 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 Once you have a kid, land. that's hilarious. You can relate to this. You know the celebrity buying their yeah. kids into college scandal. Sure, yeah. Once you have a kid, you're like, I, you know, I can relate, man. Yeah. If I can get my kid into a good school by just you know signing a check. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things about that story that kind of like people, people got upset about that story, I guess, right, rightly so, because the idea is that you're taking a spot away from somebody who earned it through merit. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know, man, like this whole, all of capitalism, yeah, is all about like, just favors and just money and favors yeah <laughs> it's kind of like the whole our whole society it's is so like transactional oh yeah exactly. everything yeah. is dude it's, it's the transaction is a better transaction for them if a rich if she gives them money and yeah now they know this rich person who can give money and did give money right it's like yeah I mean, or it's like if you're if you're a rich guy and you have a very average kid you can use your relationships with other people of power to get your kid into some gifted program that he probably doesn't deserve to be in. So right. that's, that's another thing that I'm sure probably happens is like, you want your kid to go to the gifted thing. So you're like, ah, go shake the hand, hand the guy, the hand, the hand of the yeah. guy who is in charge of this whole thing. And I'll donate to his fucking whatever yeah. the fuck. And I'll golf with him on the weekends. And then he'll yeah. get me in. Cause that's how you're right. That's exactly how shit is done. And that's the shit that sucks. Like, you know, like I, and it's, it's human nature in a way, like people take care it's, of their own. And I mean, yeah. it's like if, if I had a school and Christian was like, Hey man, can I get miles in? I'd be like, of course, cause you're my friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I wouldn't be yeah. like, well, can you give him a test? I'd just be like, yeah, he's yeah. in, he's my friend. So we, we yeah. all do it. Like every yeah. single person would do it if they were in the position to do it. So and even on, I like, get the it. Most mo- even on like the most minor level, if I have a show, Brett's like, "Hey, can I get a spot?" I'm like, "Um, I don't know. Can you send a tape?" Like, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so stupid. Like, that's not how it works at all. It's like, I would, yeah, I would either go, "Dude, just say no," or <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> I get it if you're like, "Oh, I actually can't this week for whatever." I'm like, "All right, yeah, I gotta be but fair." Like, no, send a that's tape. not how I'm anything like, works. <laughs> I've performed many live tapes in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, it's like, and it's not even like money. It's not even like a thing. Sometimes it's exactly what you were just saying. It's just like some, you know, if your neighbor is the head of Harvard, you probably got a good shot. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like that's, right. that's all it is. And unfortunately people in uh, neighbor, less uh, lower socioeconomic neighborhoods are just not going to get those privileges. And, uh, I mean, it's, you got to do something about it, but at the same time, it's like, as long as like human nature is just like helping people out around you, it's, I mean, you can, you can call that like bullshit, but it's, it is what it is at some point. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know know how you, I don't know how you fix it. Well, the thing is, is like, there's never going to be like a thing that's perfect. And I think that's what gets in the way of a lot of success is like, Someone will be like, we need to, you know, I don't know, legalize drugs or something. And someone goes, well, where do you draw the line? And it's like, we don't know yet. But if we just (laughs) if we just go, that's a great point. Let's not do anything. Nothing gets fixed. Like there's a lot of these arguments that people have just for the sake of being able to pose an argument. And it's like, why why don't we try it? 
and then we'll find out where the line is because we tried something and then we'll be like oh that last part that's the line so let's do everything besides that last part and then we're good but like people will just argue for the sake of arguing and they they will like because it's so easy to come up with uh intellectual defense again for almost any art you know like any complex issue has two sides so you can you know if you're like Israel, Palestine or something like that, you can always come up with, yeah, well, well, the Israelites did this, the Israelites did this or the fucking or the Palestinians did that. You're like, yeah, that both of those things are true. But like, so what? This no, no, that's not do anything ever because of the one thing they did and the other thing they did. It's I don't know. It's just it's annoying. It's annoying. We need to do a stand up show to unite people mm-hmm. at the border between Israel and Palestine. I have an idea. Why don't we sing <laughs> John Legend or John Lennon's song "Imagine" in little bits uh, and send it to the Palestinians? Imagine. You know what yeah. I hate? I hate so much. My wife quotes it all the time because she knows and annoys me. So we were watching Forrest Gump, and that, there's a moment in Forrest Gump where he's on the Tonight Show, on the Dick Cavett Show with John Lennon and Dick Cavett, and uh, he's like, he's like, so what's what's Vietnam like? He's like. In Vietnam, they ain't got uh, religion. Uh, what, what? Imagine they got heaven, and they got. And then John Lennon's like, they ha- they don't have a religion, or they don't have heaven or religion too. And then Dick Cavett, <laughs> and then and then Dick Cavett goes, it's hard to imagine. And then John Lennon goes, it's easy if you try. And he's like, every time I see that, I say, I go, well, boo. Like, don't, uh, <laughs> don't ham. Uh, crowbar your shitty. He dude, that's the thing about that movie is like, they like made a retarded guy responsible for every major accomplishment <laughs> in the United States history. And it's like, that's yeah. such as it's so like, a, I know it's like a, it's like a, it's a work of fiction, obviously, but mm-hmm. there's something about it. Like people Wait, get, people get upset about Tarantino, you know, rewriting yeah. history and like the fucking Nazi movie or whatever. And it's like, what about Forrest Gump, dude? This guy's solving yeah. racial, this guy's doing Martin Luther, Martin Luther King's job. You know, he's, yeah. he's like, yeah, re, but, he fixed yeah. Vietnam. Like he, like, he just like, he's, he did, there's a, he gave he's John on Lennon, a train. John Lennon, imagine he like, it's like what the he, fuck he's dude? on a train and he's just looking out the window and he's just saying i have a dream and then mlk is going holy shit this Ooh, is great he's, right he's scribbling shit. it down and then he goes he plays <laughs> fucking football. football he plays college football like he's the he's the best player in college football like yeah. what the fuck what a dumb movie he picks up guitar invents uh, rock oh no he shows elvis presley as a kid how to dance Oh, early on. Dude, this is um he was actually uh JFK was actually fucking him in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be funny if he was like he gave Lee Harvey the Oswald the 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 idea. (laughs) It'd be funny to do a reverse Forrest Gump or a retarded guy. One (laughs) evil one accidental (laughs) doofus guy just gives every terrible person an idea like 9-11 hijackers Uh, it's like oh you could get a box cutter on a plane who knew who knew you could get a box cutter on the plane and then you throw in all the really offensive muhammad atta's behind him in line muhammad atta's behind him in line at tsa he goes wait a second (laughs) 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 no I would love that, dude. We should make uh, that's that so sketch. Funny. He's in a cave with his. Yeah, Forrest Gump too, <laughs> where he's yeah. like, where he's responsible for the atrocity. <laughs> yeah, he's like, one time I I accidentally crashed my plane into a <laughs> into a building. I'm not touch. You don't say. <laughs> One time I was talking to these troubled youths outside of Columbine, Colorado, and I said, follow your dreams. <laughs> don't don't let them judge you. <laughs> you guys would look better in trench coats. <laughs> uh Oh no! Oh dear! <laughs> Just the stupid crowbarring of history. Though. Oh my god! That's and it's so... funny you bring up Tarantino because he lost. Uh, he lost Best Picture 
for Pulp Fiction to Forrest Gump. Gump yeah. So it just seems like for the rest of his life, he's like, you know what? Fuck that. You guys like revisionist history? Oh, I got some fucking revisionist history for you. <laughs> it's like the, I don't know if anybody saw the new Sopranos uh, movie, but it, I mean, it's not good. So I'm ugh. just going to do a couple spoilers in like no. five, just four, three, two, one. Okay. So um, if you haven't listened or saw the movie and you care about it, it's mm-hmm. just mute the podcast for the next five minutes. But uh, there's like these scenes. Have you guys seen the movie, The Many Sins in Newark yet? No, go yeah. crazy. Try not to spoil any Sopranos, but that's okay. I'll live. Um, okay, well, there's a character in The Sopranos that gets killed by Tony. So we'll just make it a little vague, right? And then in this yeah. movie, the baby, the, that when that character is a baby, like they bring him around yeah. Tony and yeah. the kid keeps crying. And then some grandmother goes like, you know, they say babies are still have they're on the other side. So they know maybe things that we don't know. And it was just like so mm. embarrassing. Like it was such like a look mm. into the camera and wink. Like you might as well have just looked yeah. into the camera and winked to t- the tip off. Like, yeah, see, Tony kills that guy. Remember? Right. <laughs> uh, see, that's the one that Tony kills. And there was like five other scenes like that where you're like, really? The fucking I would have uh, the ending of it, too. It's like, oh, my God. They just do it. It's just so bad. It's so it's like David Chase is a genius. How did he how did he like go? This is so dope. Like time off, I guess. Time (laughs) off and money, bro. Time off and money. Yeah. When everybody calls you a genius, you start believing it. And then nobody says no to any ideas. That movie was a mess. They had these storylines that like didn't even get resolved. One big thing happens at the end and it's kind of not explained well or even a little bit explained. And I don't know. It's just, it's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah. I didn't even understand. I I didn't even understand the choice of like, why would you tell the story about this person and about like the stuff going on at this time? Like it didn't, it really didn't have, I don't know if the story was supposed to be like, this is what made Tony Soprano. I was like, I don't understand how any of this made him. Like, it's just like, it just seemed like stuff happening. And then, Young Tony I bet it's as up. good as a video game movie version. Like Wait. if they had, to, if they had to make a Sopranos video game, they would yeah. be like, what? "All right, we gotta just slap together a story." It was like they didn't want to do the Tony Soprano origin story, which is what people right. really wanted. So they did right. a story about Dicky Moltisanti, and then they tried to ham fist some of the Tony stuff in there. So yeah. it's like you should have just done the origin story that everybody wanted, and it would have been a lot better, and we would have. You know, and then the actor who plays Sill. Oh, my God. How terrible is that actor? (laughs) He's so funny. Like he's hamming up. He's like it looked like it was his first job and he really wanted to nail it. And so he just like he watched all the Sopranos and watched this one dude. And uh, the dude who played him in Sopranos, I don't know. Like, it seems like that's the only role he ever played. So yeah, he was that was that I mean, that was definitely his biggest uh he was in a few other stuff. But that was definitely his biggest yeah. thing, yeah. But like he's he's playing a caricature of that guy. He's like doing mm, right. like the And that character is already a caricature. So the yeah. the one that Stevie Van Zant does is already a caricature. Right. And in the first couple seasons, you could argue of the Sopranos that like that character is like so crazy over the top. But he yeah. kind of like settles in in the later seasons and it becomes mm-hmm. like a more human version of that guy because um, yeah. he just gets used to playing the character and it becomes it doesn't become so over the top. So the guy doing the impression of him was way over. It was like, you know how like comics who do impressions always like you, you, you never really do. It works with some characters, but you never really do uh a subtle version of your, your impressions on stage are never subtle. They're always over the top because they have, they have to, be to be really big on stage because yeah. there's no context. There's no movie. You know what I mean? Like, so it's yeah. like, you have to conjure up this character. It's 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 that guy was basically doing sill. If he was a stand up and he was trying to get yeah. laughs on a, at a comedy club. And like, that's yeah. how over the top it was. And I was like, how did John Bernthal not go like, cut can i call cut that's the take you're gonna do we're gonna go with this like this is absurd it's what give me a give me a taste of the italian how is he just crazy hilariously italian he's just mugging for the camera the thing is like everybody's in a movie and he's in an snl sketch right yeah yeah (laughs) yes that, yeah yeah and he's like just, in a quiet scene yeah where he doesn't have any lines in the background he's just in the background moving his head and shoulders and like ah, forget about it like you're like yeah. really like 
Come on. He's just very, he's acting. He, he, I've said this before. He wants you to show how hard he's acting. He wants you to know how hard he's acting. Right. He's like, and what doesn't make sense too is like in the Ed show. Robin Italian. Yeah. In the show, like Tony and Syl and Puss, they're all peers. And Polly's older. And you know Polly's older because he tells stories about hanging out with Dickie and hanging out with his dad and stuff. So in the show, you're like, oh, well, Tony and all of his friends are all within three or four years of each other. But in the show or in the movie, Tony's like 12 and these guys are like 25 and they're already an established yeah. mob. So like Big Puss and fucking Sill are like 23 years old in the mob and Tony's like 12. I'm like, that's not the age difference. Like, that's just an insult yeah. to everybody who watched the show. Like. There's no way I'm like doing I'm literally watching this doing the math in my head. I'm like, wait a second. How could like so Syl is 12 years older than Tony? There's no way. Like, what are you talking about? I so, let, I Oh, sorry. No, it was just silly. Like, it's just like it seemed like they forgot, like they shot the show so long ago and they never watched the show themselves because they made it that they just forgot like shit like that i don't know how, how else to explain i mean it. i i like the dynamic between john bernthal who probably nail like can do it well he's a really good actor and the guy who's like in an snl sketch because like cut and he's like hey, hey man he goes up to him hey man you don't have to uh you know you can kind of play it like easy you can play it light like less than that if you want yeah and he's like no nah, man, I think I think we're nailing it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the director's like, um, "What? How, how do you think it's going?" <laughs> uh, yeah, oh man, I'm feeling great. I think we're, yeah, I think we're yeah, crushing I, it. I, I'm feeling in a groove right now. Okay. Um, yeah, let's just do it again. Let's just do it again. <laughs> I feel like that movie has maybe. Do you like... want me to go bigger? Do you want me to go bigger? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're good. You're good. Uh, no, because I feel maybe like less, if you <laughs> no. wanted to. Ah, uh, I just don't think uh, Tony Bare Knuckles would, you know, do less. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the director's like, no one. His name's not Tony Bare Knuckles. No one calls him that. No, yeah, it's something I came up for for uh, the character. Uh, he did the actor did come up i heard the story the doctor did so you know sill in the show has the big hair yeah right so uh in the movie he's like bald because tony because stevie van zandt in real life is doesn't have hair like that so like Mm -hmm. in the show he has the hair like that but everybody who watched the show was like that's clearly not real hair but it's never really addressed in the show so it's almost like you don't know if it's just bad makeup or if he's really wearing some sort of piece. Well, the first scene in that movie, um, it's still as a younger guy with a comb over because he's bald. Yeah. And then towards the end, he has the full hair. So it's like he bought a rug to put on. Mm. And it's like they're like, finally, they're like, that's the, the actor. <laughs> that's to me. They're like the actor made that choice. I think that and a lot of people are like, that's really funny and really cool. And I'm like, no one fucking cares about his hair. You idiots. Yeah. Like that doesn't add anything to the movie at all like that oh so he really was bald and he really had a piece like who gives a shit mm-hmm. I, i'm picturing the guy who always goes big whatever that actor is coming <laughs> in the next day with an even bigger wig than yeah, that one. Like, uh... <laughs> every day he makes the hair bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger <laughs> you just uh, the director just starts slowly like moving him off camera <laughs> like hey move a little bit to the left all right perfect <laughs> we uh wait, so this scene i have six lines oh no we're just gonna have chris are you good to do yeah yeah i'll do yeah. those i'll do like i can just do those lines yeah don't worry about it on this one he'll just do yours <laughs> he'll do it we, we're just trying stuff out we're just trying stuff out <laughs> we'll we'll cut around it we'll we'll figure it out in the editing but no you'll you'll be good you'll be good uh we got you um we're running out of time so i do want to talk about one thing that we, oh shit this thing that you sent brett um paul mccartney because now i feel vindicated yes paul mccartney calls rolling stones a blues cover band yeah yeah maca i believe uh, it was episode three uh or four it was really early uh oh dear and i remember christian 
and I jumped on board with this too, just like how overrated the Rolling Stones were. And Christian in particular talked about how like they're, they just have so many like generic, boring, bluesy songs. Like they have mm-hmm. like eight of the best songs ever written in rock and roll history, but then they have like yeah. 88 other songs that are just so fucking who gives a shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, friend of the show todd called me on this he's like dude you showed me beggar's banquet i was like i like that album i'm not saying i don't like but i'm saying like there's so much rolling stones that's just and then mick jagger i met a girl she was bad i bet too she out there yeah and then it's just that like they're just riffing just fucking for 19 albums for 40 years. And now Paul McCartney finally goes, yeah, yeah, Christian, you're wrong. Yeah. Who's better, Beatles or Stones? Like, what the hell? What are we doing here? Who's better, the Patriots or that high school JV team? <laughs> well, McCartney, this is the story. McCartney, who's currently promoting a book, made the comment in an interview with New Yorker's Dave Remnick. I'm not sure I should say it, but they're a blues cover band. That's sort of what the Stones are, said McCartney, adding, I think our net was cast a bit wider than theirs. Uh, in an April 2020 interview with Howard Stern, he said, Paul McCartney said the Beatles were better. Uh, their stuff's rooted in the blues when they are writing stuff it has to do with the blues whereas we had a little more influences there's a lot of differences but i love the stones but i'm with you the beatles were better love it yeah yeah you can say that that's not bad to say the funny thing is is i i I don't know if this is i haven't read this anywhere but when i was at a bar uh having a beer and this conversation came up right after it happened last week and somebody said that paul or uh what's his name um Who's the singer of the Stones again? Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger apparently replied with some take about how, well, at least my band's still alive and still touring and all this other stuff. And I'm like, like, I'm like, is that really the, is that really the the defense you want to go with? It's because two they broke up and two members died. Though that makes you a better band. Like, hey man, they were, yo, together, hey man. They we're together. The Beatles are together for like nine years, and the Stones have been together for like sixty years. And the Beatles have like a thousand more good songs than the Stones. So like this, that should not be a point of pride for the Stones that they've been around longer because mm-hmm. they have like eight good songs, and that's it. The Beatles that's have like yeah. hundreds. That's like when the dude doesn't know how to do the dozens. Like you make fun of his shirt. And he's like, well, your mom drinks. <laughs> <laughs> that's so uh, that's such a bad justification that they're still touring. It's like, hey, man, I know we broke up, but my bandmate got shot in the fucking head. <laughs> right. So yeah. maybe lay off. <laughs> I know. And the other one died of cancer. Like, yeah. fuck you. And, and you know what? The- yeah. Paul's got two bands that are better than the Stones. I'll take it's the wings, oh, dude, baby. I agree. I totally agree with that. I think Band on the Run is one of the like best songs ever written. I also think that it's so stupid because the Stones, there's only two original members of the Stones now uh, because everybody else died. So it's like, what yeah. does that really, does that really say anything? And then the, uh, I guarantee in five years, Adam Lambert will be doing the vocals for oh, no. the Stones. <laughs> when did did he is he the singer of queens yeah did they just like they just take him on tour now yeah yeah they just take him on tour so he can he's like the one guy who can do that job is he really i'm sure he does an amazing job oh yeah he's he's like the one dude who's like has the energy and just has the the voice that can actually do that justice yeah I don't know if i've ever heard does he do a really mercury impression or does he do himself I, I, but it's still good i've only seen like you know like a youtube clip of will go viral it was years ago when they first started uh doing it together i i, I don't know if i can't answer that definitively but i remember just being like yeah this guy's really fucking good when i saw him do like one of the songs so i don't i don't i doubt he's just doing an impression the way that uh filipino dude from journey is just doing an impression but yeah. so it's not just like karaoke because I'm sure he puts his own twist on it. But he, I mean, because his voice is great, but it's not the same as Freddie Mercury's either. But he does have like the the energy and the vocal talent, and like he he's just he's just really good. Mm, yeah. Oh Maybe yeah. I I'm could audition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to it now. No, you see, I like the. See, I like the Filipino guy from 
Oh, I do too. I think that's one of the best stories of all time. Do what I already like. Don't. I don't want your thing. Yeah. Well, that's what ACDC kind of did when their lead singer died. They're like, all right, who sounds exactly like him? Second (laughs) best. And then you know what's funny? I actually think that guy might be. But he's even more. He. It's like. It's like even more definitively ACDC. That guy's mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's like he was doing the impression of the other guy, but the impression overtook and became more famous in the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think Do that. You, you the, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. I think the journey thing is one of my favorite stories of all time because just, just the ego of like a rock star. And then their band is like, fuck you. We're going to replace you with a Filipino karaoke singer. And it's gonna be the fucking same. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> what? And then it's the fucking same. I saw them like there was this New York park. Like I don't know. It was on local TV or something. Uh, it was over the summer. It was like New York's back because of COVID, and they had Journey. And it's like, dude, it's the same. Like it's the same. It's just so a Filipino this, wait, guy. This, I've never even heard of this story. This oh is really? A, there's what? a Filipino guy. Yeah, I'm dead serious. What's his name? So, Steve. So, is his okay. name Steve Perry? Christian. What's his name? Steve Perry is the Steve singer. Perry. Yeah, Steve Perry was the singer of Journey for many. Is he from many the Philippines? Years. No, 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 no. Okay, no. the original. The original singer of Journey is. Oh, okay, Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Okay, right. He has a pretty distinct, unique voice. Yeah. If you ever listen to it, right? The, what's the most famous Journey song? Don't stop believing. Don't stop yeah, believing. Right. Okay. About, yeah, yeah, there's been a looping bunch it all back to Sopranos. Yeah. Um. So so anyway, like they just couldn't get along anymore. And they claim that he's being a complete asshole and whatever. He's like, just being like, I am the fucking band. And then like when YouTube was sort of at its, uh, kind of in its infancy, I guess. Um, there is this video that went viral about this Filipino dude doing karaoke to journey who sounds exactly like Steve Perry. That's amazing. Like he, he does all the songs. He knows all the songs. He can hit all the notes. So then journey was like, fuck this asshole. Like yeah. life's too short. And they fired Steve Perry and just brought this kid on. And now, and he's been with them for years. Dude, it's like 10 years it. now. It's like, it's, it's been a while. And, and I, I bet it's no ego issues. It's all just we're having a good time. Yeah. It would be amazing if the Filipino dude just <laughs> came in hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I am the band now. <laughs> it's like, bro, we just plucked you. You're now going to be so rich. He's like, like trying, to, trying to get his original music in. He's like, I wrote my own stuff. I'm like, no, 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 no. We play my songs. Yeah. And then he just. That's Coke. <laughs> yeah. Listen here. Oh my god. Puck puck. You're gonna do what we say. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh dear. That's so funny though. That's so that's a pretty uh, fucking cool though. It's a yeah, great it's story. It's one of my favorite that, stories, yeah. I mean, it's also a band accepting that they're a legacy act. Yeah. What you know what I mean? That they go, right. we're now just a live band. No one's we'll have this like we, small fan base that cares about a record new shit, but yeah. not really. Right. Yeah. We sell tickets because people come to see Don't Stop Believing. Right. By the way, the way Steve Perry's voice was too, it's only a voice that's not going to age well. So it mm-hmm. happens to everybody. You know, like you go and see even Paul McCartney, like yeah, their vocals get affected in old age, you know? So mm-hmm. in a way, Journey's better now because they don't have like an old Steve Perry at the helm. They have a young guy who can hit all the notes still. So it's yeah. like, in a way, it's the band's better because they're more mm. similar to what they started as. In terms of probably just recreating the sound. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. they're also not a band that you care about the revolution. Yeah. Of like, wow, look where they are now, or look what type of songs they're they've made or are making. Right, right. right. No one's like, dude, like, where's the new shit? Where's the new <laughs> the new stuff? <laughs> New it's always, shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. He has no self awareness. Yo, come on. Yo, come on. To everyone around him. New shit. New shit. New shit. No one is. Oh, oh, they start amazing. playing like Don't Stop Believing. He's like, oh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Boring. Anyway, I think that's a good spot to that's end That's a it. good end uh, spot. Uh, you know, we'll be here next week. La- uh, 
like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. You can find me at ChristianDuranComedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs. Guys, where are you going to be? Uh, I'm at the Lantern this Saturday at 6 p.m. Uh, or that's called the Comedy Shop now in the Village. Um, and then just go on YouTube or whatever. It doesn't matter. Buy Brett Coin. Check out Stream yeah. King Lativa. Doing a show in New York City next week. Buy the tickets to it. It's at the house. Well, we're gonna sell it out again. Forty tickets, baby. Let's do it. Nice. House show. House show. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Peace. Later, bros. Bye. Bye.